Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Nominous Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie Z. Thank you guys for joining in. Once again, I have this special guest. I'm so happy to have him. Uh, I kind of missed him on one of the episodes of Life of Gaming, but he made his final return back. He has a new Mac, which I'm so happy that he has. Um, his the latest episode, uh, uh, 54, where they talk about the NES Classic. You guys have to go see the video on YouTube. You have to listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and other places. But he'll get more into that. Everybody, please once again welcome Josh Brent. Yes! What's up, Ed? Yes, Good to see you, man. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to be on here. Yes, yes. So we're going to be um, talking about Heavy Rain. And this is going to be a different style of a conversation. Um, we can normally do a retrospective since the game is six, almost, like pretty much six years old. But we're really going to be talking about, since Josh is a dad, um, and he's played the game. And I, I kind of want to know, did this game like uh, hit you, Josh? Or what did you think of this game? Uh, and before we get into that, um, let me give you guys a little background about uh, Heavy Rain um, before we go on. It was developed by Quantum Dream and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh, it was released in the U.S. on February 23rd, 2010. Um, directed and written by David Cage. And the story, a little bit of the story goes like this. Your main character, Ethan Mars, who was once married with two children, loses a son named Jason in a car accident. Suffer suffering from agoraphobia, he lives alone and feels distance from his uh, uh, from his other son, Sean, who is staying with them at the school. With news of a serial killer called the Origami Killer being talked about, Sean becomes the next victim after a blackout that Ethan has at the park that they visit. Will Sean be rescued and the Origami Killer ever be revealed and caught? So, um, the game is available for PS3 and our HD like remaster came out for PS4. So you guys are able to pick up the yes. game and play it for yourself. And it's an action-adventure game, but your actions depend on what control movements that you do and button press. And this is where quick-time events kind of came into play uh, with being named. So um, depending on the decisions that you make and how, um, and how you uh, actually press the button, uh, um, uh, uh, can I think of the word? That you press the button. That's your... Well, it takes over your action, so you can either push away on the thumbstick or they'll have a button press or button mash, and then you have to push it in time or else something happens. And what's neat about this game is it's totally freeform, so your characters can die off. It's like playing an interactive movie like Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah. And, yeah, it... Oh, man, I love that game. Going back to it. <laughs> so, oh, it's so deep. So deep. So, I'm going to start off... Uh... I love this game. I I literally love this game, and yeah. I, I kind of wrote about it in uh, in my past optional opinion about uh, emotions and you know dealing with depressions and stuff like this. And heavy rain, after uh, heavy rain, feels more uh, believable and realistic. And it's kind of a, they call it a noir film thriller uh, in a sense. But I feel like the story is better than the last, uh, the last of as a story. When it comes to having a father and child relationship, I think 
uh, Heavy Rain do it, does it better than the last of us. Um, even though they both are on Sony platforms and from different developers, the last of us, I, I feel like the story is kind of just there where heavy rain is, is that your choices affect the story that's going to be told. And and it kind of deals more with sacrifice than it than The Last of Us does. You know, The Last of Us is kind of more a stealth, how to survive, where this game is like survival versus sacrifice, you know, which is like, like more meaningful. Like, yeah, your decisions mean a lot more, in other words. Yeah. So, Josh, as of also from PlayStation Enthusiast, I forgot to say that. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, when you played the game in Activision. Well, yeah, this, like you said, this is one of my ultimate favorite games just from an emotional standpoint and story-driven standpoint. Um, I like that you mentioned The Last of Us because I think there is a correlation between those games. I mean, one is, like, plays like a movie and the other one's action-oriented, but Joel in The Last of Us, he's a broken man, and then Ethan in... Um, heavy rain he's broken too and you get to see the varying aspects of their lives play out and their children that they care for um (laughs) in both games are the one child is taken early um from ethan and in that sequence alone (laughs) my goodness that playing through that again like you can play it on ps4 it was on sale recently but i think it went back up in price but um just the thought process of when he's losing his child in that mall, like, <laughs> oh, man, it gets deep, definitely. And, and I, what, I think what really connects to me about that part that I love is that before you even get to the mall part and you're doing the morning activities and your wife comes home, you get to yeah. interact with Sean and Jason, the two kids, uh, so your children that's in the game. So that connection and that fun that they had and even the color palette it's like all kind of bright and like the it color looks all happy yep <laughs> birthday party yep yeah and then after the accident you kind of see how dark the game gets and I feel like that kind of represents Ethan's depression and his agoraphobia and his fear and stuff like that it, it, it's so it, 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 it has the better I don't know. It just connects, and resonates more with me than the Last of Us. That oh, you're getting a birthday gift and um, just there's no, there's like really no connection. You're just running away and then the child dies. And it's just like yeah. Oh, hmm. And I should mention that for both those games, I actually cried <laughs> a little bit, especially yeah when Jason first when he gets hit by the car, it doesn't show anything, but you just know what happens. You're just like, oh. Then The Last of Us, when he's holding his daughter, oh. I mean, both times get me <laughs> so bad each time. I can't help but... It's, it's the, uh, well, I definitely for Heavy Rain, when you see the red balloon float. Yeah, it's symbolized. It's a good symbolization of, yeah, his passing, and <laughs> it's like, oh, heartstrings pulled. <laughs> It didn't impact me. So that's what I'm just like. I, I played it and looked at it and just like, oh, this is what it's, oh, she died. Oh, okay, whatever. 
<laughs> see that? I, I actually every time I see that I tear up. It's like it's not it's not that deep. Yeah, I <laughs> maybe I'm coming from a different angle, but it's just that's what uh. the discussion is about. Come from that dad angle, so I won here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have two boys. So, like you said, Heavy Rain resonates deeply with me because you just think about the situation. One of your boys dies and gets hit by a car when you're trying to save him. And just taking Ethan's spots, like, man, you, you, I don't know how I would feel. I'd probably be broken just like him. Um, <laughs> you know, I it's hard to really tell because I'm I'll just admit I'm a Christian. So I look at this from a different angle. I don't I think uh, I know he would be in a better place. And I don't think I'd take it as hard as him like to divorce my wife and, you know, have that all going on. But who? I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> hopefully it's a situation I'm never in. But, yeah, it's um deep stuff. Definitely. Yeah. On your mind, and it. I love that you can you come from a Christian perspective, uh, seeing it as like a religious perspective. Um, mm. uh, because you really, you really don't know what would you what to do. Because the game, of course, don't have a Christian perspective. Like, do you stay yeah. in your child and pray through everything and try to mm. make that? Uh, to make that like almost a, a film kind of like The Witch I, I don't know if you ever seen it but uh, it was like a Christian family uh, and they left um, I just watched that the other day <laughs> for the first time I love the Witch. oh it's man such a good movie. oh my gosh <laughs> but, but it's you kinda, wow you kind of see like when things like that get involved into like a Christian family does that break the family or is it trying to break the family where mm. if you're non-religious is it that same kind of brokenness? Uh, yeah. And, and that's... And definitely you, with you being a dad, uh, regardless of I think if you're religious or not, um, the brokenness in like Like, how do you get over it? Especially if you're in Ethan's case, you're right there trying to save him, and then he passes away right in your arms. It's like, I don't know, just how you cope with that. Like, it's hard to tell unless you're in that position. Like, I feel like I have an obligation to my wife and my other child to not give up on them because this happened. So. And, and this, is, this is kind of also kind of goes for women when they miss you. Um, like, they have to go through that brokenness and depression and stuff because they just actually lost their child. Like, right. Know, And as men, we can't tell that feeling because <laughs> they have that intimate connection. So that's something that we can't imagine what they're going through. So in heavy rank, you're uh, Ethan after Jason, I mean not Jason, after Sean gets kidnapped. Um, there's uh, the origami center leaves some of these clues in uh, origami center. And you kind of got to figure out where to go next. And you are put through a trap. And this trial shows you, will you how much will you go to get your child. And mm. this is the part where the sacrifice comes in. So 
Josh, what did you think? Like, would you make the <laughs> same sacrifices? Or let's let's look at the game first. How you went about it the first time, and then let's look at it and if being put into that position, like if you had. So let's look All at right. the game. <laughs> when I played it, I was doing all I could to get my son. I'm like, <laughs> whatever it takes, I, I'm not going to let him, this guy, take him away, kill him. I'm going to, I'll give myself up before he dies. You know, it's one of those situations like, I don't care what happens. <laughs> I need to hit everything perfectly so I get my son saved. <laughs> and of course, you know, it <laughs> stuff happens, but yeah. Because I, I did it too. I did the same thing. For my first playthrough, I uh, made sure that everything I did was to get uh, my son. So the first one that yeah. you, the first trial that you do is you're you, you are you have to go do traffic the wrong way. <laughs> See, and that's this that's the deep part about this is you've already lost one son from getting run over by a car, so. It's almost like if you lose your other son, you're going to do everything in your power to get him back. Like, you you just can't let it happen. If there's a glimmer of hope that he's still alive, you have to take it. So as far as, like, cutting off – well, we'll get to that. Cutting off a limb or driving down the wrong side of the traffic, I would – if this guy was telling me I could see my son if I did that, I would, I would totally do everything I can to <laughs> – do this yeah and then when it gets when it gets to the other decisions of having to kill someone else though that's when it's like man would i have the fortitude to kill someone else who might be a father or have a have a son or daughter so yeah it, man <laughs> it's deep <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> being a Christian also, um, I, I feel like I have to do the right thing also to get my son back. And every time I play games like this where more choice is where you're going to do good or bad, I always do the good first to the playthrough and the bad second. Now, right. even though I don't have a kid and I'm not married, as you do, <laughs> what did you think about it like in real life? Like, after you did the first trial, did you put the controller down and just be like, I would have did the same thing. Yeah, it's like, I take a step back, when you take a step back and look at it, it's just like, exhale deeply, and then I was like, well, you know, when it comes to the decision of killing somebody else, like, I just don't know if I could do that. And I'll bring it back to like, it's a, I'll bring a movie reference into this, but Minority Report. The same sort of thing happens with Tom Cruise, that man that's playing Tom Cruise, where um, he has to find his son. His son's been kidnapped, and there's all these cryptic hints. And at the end, he has to kill this guy that could have raped his son and killed him, but he doesn't. And so I, when looking at it like that, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think try to find another way, but <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to tell unless <laughs> you're actually in the position. Like, you don't even know that person. Like, exactly. I mean, that, that's hard, you know. Right. Now, now, if it, 
said, I was forced that if I make one mistake, my child is dead no matter what. Like, if the origami killer... Because that was the weirdest thing about, about it all. How did the origami killer find out about any yeah. of the... If you passed the child or not? <laughs> right. It's like, how could he... You, but you sort of knew there, if you didn't... If you took a risk like that, try to conceal like you <laughs> say you killed somebody, that he would find out. So... If and being in his position again, like you said, he already lost a son, so I'm sure in that position you're going to be more <laughs> desperate to say, okay, nothing's going to happen to this boy, you know. And so I don't know if I was broken like that, put in the same situation, I I mean, it just might be like, okay, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> have to see my son. I know Crockett Dreams, they did Beyond Two Souls, and they're making right. um, Detroit become human, which I absolutely cannot wait. Oh, uh, most anticipated. Yes. Um, I, I really cannot wait for that game. Um, hopefully that it surpasses my... Because even if, it, if it's a letdown, I think it's going to be one of the most beautiful games for PS4 for 2016. I mean, no doubt. Cause yeah. Like, this is kind of drop-dead <laughs> right here. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, why do you think companies don't take a risk to tell stories? Well, for, first of all, I think it's <laughs> it, they have to have good writing and good um, people on board, and I don't think many development teams have that in spades. Um, but other than that, I don't think they look at the sales and probably they don't sell as well because the deep meaning and people just want more of their call of duties or um, battlefields, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those, but I'm like you, I wish that we had more of these story driven um, type of games. And I'm not talking like telltale games, which they have deep meanings too, but it's not on the same level of what quantic dreams doing with all their games that they do. So yeah, I wish that we could see more, and um, the only way we can do that is if we pay with our wallets and, you know, buy this, say we want more of these experiences. Uh, yes. Um, do you think uh, the indie development, like, the, like indie developers, they could, take, they could take more of a risk with this? Yeah, and that, you're seeing a lot more games from indie developers, like Virginia. I don't know if you've heard of that game. That's a good... There's some, yeah, or Gone Home. You know, it's not it's not decision-based, but walking simulator-like genre, sort of can take those risks and tell a deeper story, funneled one direction instead of making, like, an open world or action-oriented heavy game. But, yeah, indie space is the best for that. But, like I said, Detroit comes out on the horizon. I hope that really <laughs> goes deep with the storytelling and choices you can make. The possibilities. Because they showed it in what? I think at the PlayStation Experience in 2015. I think that was the first time they showed it. And my mouth was on the floor. I'm like, this game is gorgeous. It's going to be. Yeah, we need this now. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, and then when they showed it at E3, I was just like, yeah, David Cage, I don't know if he outdone himself or what people think about him, but. 
like the fact that he take a risk and he tries to write like beautiful stories for people to experience and play. You know, he tries to do something different that you really don't find in the video game uh, industry that much. Like I like Emmy, Hemi, I guess. But she, I'm like, she mm-hmm. kind of writes stories that's got to be action based. You know, she writes a story. Naughty Dog just does action. Where I feel like David Cage is just like, I want to tell an interactive story where, yeah, it is choose your adventure, but it has more of a deeper meaning that you can actually have the, uh, more of a discussion and talk about. You know? Yeah. And depending on what action is taken, you know, you and your friends could discuss um, what you did, but how. Uh, how it affects you morally, how it affects you as kind of as a gamer. Like, are you willing to step out of bounds, out of the different genres that you're used to, and play something like this, and let it be yeah. able just to touch you and affect you as a gamer? Right. Going back to Heavy Rain, though, it's interesting because he isn't with his wife anymore. You wonder how his decision would have been different if he had a partner. Um, his wife there to still you know see what he could do in regards to performing this I mean he meets the woman I forget her name um, that helps him out at the end <laughs> fact check for me <laughs> but um yeah she uh, I mean there's a lot of different directions you can go yeah Madison okay yep but um yeah it's like you said, it's it's hard to think about unless you're in that position, like <laughs> having to cut your like. Would you really stomach the burden of cutting off your finger or something? <laughs> that was like trippy. So I think that is the third trial. It's third, or, yeah, it's it's third, I think. Yeah, because I think when you have to kill the guy, it's the fourth one. I think when you're at the mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, the cutting off the finger thing, I I wasn't squeamish, but I'm just like, I, I gotta do it. I'm like, I, <laughs> I just gotta do it. Um, yeah. It's like take it, that, take that hatchet. Whoosh, that's the way I would do it. Just one quick. <laughs> I even, like when I think of things like that, I get t- I tense up. I'm like, oh, because it it starts to become visualized in my in my mind, and I'm just like. Oh my, I cannot do this, but to get my son back, and I kind of seen it like this, to get my son back and kind of see the best in the game, I have to do Right. You know? <laughs> and that's for the game purpose, but when you're there, <laughs> like, I, well, I, there's tons of options you can have. Like, you can get a tourniquet to stop the bleeding, and there's a lot of prep work you can take if you're into, if you know medicine and stuff, which you probably should. You shouldn't take a rusty knife and try to saw your finger off. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, um, it, it take a lot of fortitude, but that's a decision that I think it's my own body. So I think I could go through with it. <laughs> Unlike killing another person, which even if that person's a scum of the earth person that, you know, killed other people, it'd be it'd still be hard to kill somebody, you know? So, yeah, looking at it like that, who knows? <laughs> I have to ask, did you let the one woman get beat by the guy? Okay, so you're Scott Shelby, yeah. uh, who's like a private eye. 
and you go mm-hmm. visit, uh, 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 I think Laura. Um, she's like a prostitute or something. Um, yeah. Or yeah. Her, her boyfriend, her ex, her boyfriend or ex boyfriend comes upstairs, and you start hearing them yell, and he ends up beating. Hmm. Yeah, I think I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah. Did you intervene or not? I did. I intervened the first time. Yeah. Anytime a woman's in distress, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would intervene too. So. Yeah. I actually left. I, I did a second playthrough and I actually left. I let her get beat. Oh, you cruel man. <laughs> because I wanted to see what else happened. Uh, I know. <laughs> It's funny because when you first, when after you lose Jason, it goes to Ethan later on, and his son comes back to visit his home. You can choose to totally, um, what is it, just leave him to the wayside and not really care for him when he's at your home, or you can try your best to try to earn his love back, which he's away, so being a broken dad, you don't really see him as much, and... I when I played the first time, I tried to win his affection back in that way, saying, "Hey, I love you. you. I still love you, even though we're not together all the time." I mean, that's how. If I was in that situation, that's what I would do. But it's funny you could also be, you know, still downburdened from when Jason died and just ignore him and neglect him. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. You try not to look at it as taking one kid over the other. I mean, <laughs> they're both. You both love. You should love them the same. <laughs> you know, for everything that they are, and um, that's the way I tried to look at it when playing. Yeah, well, I think if he's distancing distancing himself from every just from everyone, even his son, it it hurt tends to hurt his son and him more because then it's like, does he really care about me? <laughs> you know, it, it's like he's giving up on me, and that's why I wanted to let 
my other son know if I was away, if we, if my wife and I were divorced and my other son was away, I wanted to let him know that he's loved still by me. And that's what the way I played, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't try, I try everything I could to cherish the time I have with my son other than just trying to put him away. And I think that would do a detriment in real life to any dad who, or maybe Ethan, if in his case, he just didn't care. So, you know, well, my one son's dead. I, who cares about life, you know, which isn't the way I would look at it, but <laughs> there's a, it's, it's trying to, you're trying to role play, but you're also trying to play how you would play yourself in that position. And that's what heavy rain does so well is that it gives you the decision that you could be the caring Ethan, even though you are broken, that wants to be involved with your son, or you could just be the one that's just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> who cares what happens? about what video games are nowadays not you know people say well the nintendo and not no we evolved from that do you think this would be a good group to show like broken men in church who are having a hard time with their families or you know separated from their ex-wives and stuff like that and dealing with children and stuff do you think heavy rain would be a good introduction it's uh, it's one of the few games that actually hits on the subject, or even out of movies. It's one of the only <laughs> experiences where you have that interaction where you can dictate what your character does. And so, I think in a way, <laughs> if the, if someone that's broken is willing to try and just see what their consequences could be down the road if they don't give everything to their son, then sure. I mean could really help them come to terms with who they are and say, hey, I need to get in my son's life more. You know, it's not just about me hiding away. It's about other people, too. I need to, You need to look at it that way. Well, I I haven't been through that, and it hit me hard. So I can only imagine what someone who's had these traumatic circumstances been through. If they played it, what would happen? And sure enough, I I mean, I'm sure there has to be some healing. So you don't just want to try this therapy of making them play a game that they might feel intentions with right away, but let them go through their own space and then say, hey, I there's this... There's something that I want you to see. Um, if it, you don't like it, then don't play it, or if it's worrying you. But it, I think it's something that will help you in the long run really understand what your child needs. Um, okay. So I'm doing 40 days of uh, death. Um, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like that. But I think if you're a person who dealing with brokenness, 
from uh, from di- what any any what the situation may be. I think it would be a game that after you get done playing, you kind of need to write about. It. You kind of need to write your thoughts about it because maybe that might be the therapy that some people might need is the writing part of getting their ideas. Because um, because you know to write something like to write about a game like this to its ending conclusion and getting something out of it like hopefully that person will be like you know what I kind of want to go back and see what if I did act on certain responses that I thought I should have acted upon but decided not to yeah did you think yeah. that did you think that that writing would help them or anything yeah well it's like it's like a therapy I mean if you write out your thoughts you know that helps you come to terms with what happened instead of holding something deeper in and just letting it fester there and consume you (laughs) with neglect or hatred or whatever if you let things out whether that's to people or through writing or through social media or anything it can help you bridge that gap that you need to heal and but you also have to remember to find the right people for it too because there's maybe you, people with similar connections could probably relate and help you better, but you don't just want to go to cert, to other people that don't understand the situation because they might anger someone in that position more. So it's yeah, it's hard to gauge, but just knowing where to go or what your thoughts to write out can help in the long run. Yeah, I know what you're. T- I've never. Is that a game? Um, it is. Uh, it, it's like one of that indie games. The uh, the guy, um, son ended up, I think, kind of dying from cancer, and he made that mm. game. Yeah. So, um, do you think that's kind of almost on the same level of everything? But that kind of dealing with actually a real life experience, uh, like the developer actually, the man who made this game actually lost lost his son to cancer and um, I had to find what what because uh, it, it's a story in white um, before like a month a month before the game came out and stuff and in the interview or in the article at close to the last part he's just like he as the dad is in the room with his son and you're supposed to do something and it would end the game but the dad didn't move at all, because the dad actually ended up crying, because he couldn't mm. finish the game, even though he made it. Wow. Um, do you think Heavy Rain kind of does something like that, where it, where I know it's like you, I don't want to say you're on a time limit, but it's hard just to like, get to a scene to be like, I got like to make a decision to get my son back and I know I'm on a time limit. I got to make that decision fast. But you kind of want to just stay there and think about it. Like, do you think Kevin Rain does something like that for some people, or could do something like that for some people? Uh, yeah, it goes back to coping. I, you don't just—it's something that you can't rush through, you know, or else you're gonna be going to deeper denial. If you can't let your feelings out or your emotions out, they just stay in and you just wait at certain circumstances, it doesn't really help you grow and come to terms with 
who you are as a person and what needs to be for your sons and for your family. And hopefully, you know, people in this position, um, yeah, I can't imagine what they go through. I'm much like in heavy rain, but that's the beauty of heavy rain is that it can elicit those types of emotions from us that aren't going to experience that. And it did for me when I was playing. And so I can only imagine if someone actually had that happen to them or a son lost minus some weird origami killer writing notes <laughs> for you to save your other son, but just losing some, your son or daughter and playing this game, I can see how it would have a deep impact <laughs> than what when we're playing it. And, yeah. Uh, what did you think of the origami killer? Um, as far as, I think that was the weakest part of the game. In some instances, some of the plot holes with who the origami killer ended up being and his motivation behind it. Um, I feel like they didn't hit on that well enough and sort of was a cop-out in some instances, but still the fact that, you know, if you take if you take that away, it's still the decisions and what you have to do as Ethan that make what the, the game so great in the long run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you think that because uh, um, the the uh, um, Madison when you first play her and all the creepy stuff is happening and everything? Yeah. And then you're being got like, you're being chased. <laughs> like, like, do you think that part should have came uh, came into play more? Uh, because I kind of understand why she stayed at hotel. But I didn't. I never knew what that dream sequence really stood for. Like, yeah, it sort of came out of nowhere. I think it was like more just put into the game just to <laughs> have this dramatic episode where you had to make the decisions fast. And um, I don't know. Maybe it symbolizes her trying to escape from her own inner demons in a way of not feeling neglected and she's a lonely person in the game too. So maybe it's coming to terms with, you know, I need to go out and maybe try to help someone else. And such as in Ethan's case. Do you think her love and her romance and falling in love with Ethan, do you think that actually helped Ethan or anything? And do you think that could, something like that should could happen to like dads and stuff like love and romance from another person can help them realize that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In that position, that's another <laughs> weak part of the game, I feel, is that it's sort of forced in a way, maybe. I mean, you can go about not doing anything with it, but sort of just thrown in there, just say, hey, <laughs> let's have this really weird sex scene sort of thing going on. But... Um, you got to think in his position, he's going through a lot, so much stress with trying to find his son and performing these tasks and her being there for him, probably the emotion probably just got to him and say, Hey, she's here for me. You know, 
Let's <laughs> show our love for each other. Yeah, well, that goes back to him being alone, <laughs> except for when his son comes over. So I'm sure him going through this, he can't, it's hard going through anything yourself. But when you have someone else there, love's a powerful thing. And it can t- overtake any emotions that you have if you know someone else is there truly for you. So I'm sure in his circumstance that that was what the thing to push him on was saying, hey, there's someone here for me. I can do this. I can continue this out to find my son. And yeah, like I said, love can overcome anything. So. And what did you think about most of the story um, with Madison and Ethan being in the hotel? Like, like kind of thinking clues and, you know, like kind of like the, the homes that they were at where they starting point and then the hotels kind of represent uh, well for most of the game part of the environment that they were staying in but it kind of represented some com- uh, something comfortable to um, what did you what did you think about that and would you do something like that would you actually as a dad uh, have to actually leave your home to find a place of I don't solitude but a place of being comfortable where you could be able to handle the situation. go about your business yeah just focus on the task at hand yeah. and that's what it's sort of that's what I, I never really thought about this but that's sort of what it symbolizes to me now that I think about it is that this is okay we're not we're at home there's too much other stuff going on here let's take this to another place such as a hotel room and Find out all the clues we can, get everything together, and just focus on this. And I think that's a good point, probably, to distance yourself from anything negative going on, trying to get away from some of that, at least. Um, would you uh, redecorate, the, the, let's say you lost one of your sons, and would you keep the room the same, or would you redecorate it? that you don't reflect on that one day of losing your kid or you know yeah well you see in a lot well even in movies and <laughs> other games that some sometimes the place where your son's at they just leave it untouched like you know <laughs> his spirit or um maybe he'll come back and you just want to leave it that way and so you know if taking it from my place if one of my sons passed away you know it'd be hard to i wouldn't want to let their memory be erased you know i'd sort of want them to know you know they're up in heaven or wherever and that i'm here you know i'm still thinking about you (laughs) and i think that would also help me personally um in dealing with the loss not just trying to forget everything that happened. Now, if, if it was me, and I'm sorry, everybody, if it was me, I think I would have to remove everything from the room and just make it a new, a new room. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, not saying that I'm ready to deal 
deal with that is that I, I kind of don't want to keep replaying that in my mind. And I think that removing it is a way, removing that stuff but still keeping it like in storage and, you know, still keeping it in the house and stuff. But still yeah. things here and there, like I, I would have to like make it a new place so it can show that I'm able to move forward. Because I feel like if I continue to go into that room and people who like go in the room and play around, that might anger True. And, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, you got it. That's a good point. <laughs> Which was <laughs> ridiculously busy at that time. <laughs> and, and, and probably you have had moments where you are judging on keeping your kids with you because they want to run around and stuff. Like, uh, it's yeah. There's um there's this water park at Kings Island that we go to, and one time it was super busy because it was hot out and everybody was there at the pool. But there's this large thing that they can go on to play around in. And of course, I'm with my son there and. He's running up there to the slide, and I'm standing down there just watching, you know. And then he gets to a certain point, I can't see him, so I go around to the other side waiting for him to come down. And it's like, hey, that girl that was behind him came down, but where is he? And at that instance, when you realize that, it's just like time stops in a way. You're sort of like, oh, no, no, this can't be happening. <laughs> you know, wh where could he be? And then you have to... You sort of freak out in that instant. I know I did. Was like, where is he? You know, in this large park. And luckily, he was. He just decided that he didn't want to get on and <laughs> came back down. But you know, for that little inst, inst little instances like that, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's ugh, grips at you. Right. Yeah, you haven't. He's just across the street over there, like, <laughs> hey, what's going on? I'm like, you should be freaking out. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta play. I got played again. 
<laughs> what point of the game did you almost feel like you had to you was did you ever get to a point where you feel like you wanted to walk away from the game because it was just too much yeah when it got when it was getting closer to the end <laughs> and it didn't know what the outcome would be in a sense i sort of just wanted to say make it happy you say okay he meets up with his son again <laughs> everything's gonna be okay so i might as well just stop playing and leave it with my mind but you know i had to see what happens and luckily i got a decent ending i guess um <laughs> i didn't kill i wouldn't have ethan kill himself or something so that was good but um yeah, there's there were a few instances where I was like, uh, just maybe just take a break and step stop for a little bit, think about the what can happen, then come back to it. Did you feel like when you was doing some of the quick time events that it was becoming kind of painful because sometimes you just had to hold the controller in the direction of certain way. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like you're struggling, and it's, it's it gets tense because it's just like. How long I gotta hurt this? Cause I like my hands are cramped. Like, yeah, like, it's trying to make it feel intense, but you're just like <laughs> trying to hold it there, and yeah. Yeah. What What do you think about the controls? The quick time event? Like, did it, Did it really work well in this game? Um, for those who don't know that uh, Fahrenheit, uh, was it Fahrenheit? It's called Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Not. Was it nine nine one one or what um, was? It? Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're releasing it again for the PS4 soon, yeah. Indigo Prophecy, yep. Yeah, I remember doing the office thing. You uh, hit run through the office, and I was messing up on the quick time events because they came too fast. It was just like, oh. Sometimes it can hinder the experience, and a lot of times people—that's why don't people don't like quick time experiences. But in this game, it was sort of not a problem because you could just go on through it, like it didn't. Like you could have someone die, of course, if you're no it's something right, but but at least you could get on with the story, and it wouldn't stop you every time you failed at something, which was nice. Normus, I can't. Which one is he again? Norman. He's not the. Not, you're not talking about the FBI agent. Yeah. That's who you're talking about. Okay. Okay. That was those, those sequences were weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, you had to play as him to see how he was going about trying to find Ethan and all that. Yeah, they had sort of a detective thing going on there, which I I thought was a neat little change, but he had his own inner demons that I wasn't too thrilled about delving into. I was more invested in Ethan's story arc in the long run. So, But I see how it connected at the end. Because it was weird when he went to the one home and it felt like kind of sad, satanic. Yeah, satanic, yeah. Yeah, and then there was one time when, um, what's her name? <laughs> I keep 
Madison was in the basement with that one doctor guy. Yeah. That was really that was intense though. <laughs> that 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 scared me too. I it's <laughs> like what is gonna happen? Yeah. Shouldn't be here. Live with it. Yeah, because there's one part, and this is a little bit spoiler. Uh, the apartment that Scott lives is blown blows up, and I um, play as Madison, and I got into the refrigerator, and I'm like, how did she survive a, a, a explosion like that? And she was stuck in the refrigerator. Wouldn't the refrigerator <laughs> like blow up? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> you put yourself through. Difficult circumstances, I'm sure you'll have to find a way to, <laughs> you'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> Refrigerator might as well survive. <laughs> oh, that, that has to be a, like, a high price drone. Yeah. So Stainless like, steel. Because <laughs> I'm like, this, this refrigerator became like from 1970 or from like a junkyard. Yeah, it looked like something cheap. <laughs> <laughs> They're reaching there. So, uh, were you satisfied with the ending? And, you, and as you, as a dad, was it something that you was looking for? Yeah, once you come to terms, I I got one where Ethan survived and he ended up being with Madison at the end, um, at their child's grave, um, which is sad they passed. But it seems like he came to terms with, you know, who he was. In the end, and I I could deal with that. Um, I wish <laughs> Sean had lived, but you know, it, is there's endings where you could make Hella M survive, isn't there? Yeah, because I got the best yeah. ending where Madison and Sean survive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand from his circumstance. You know, he came to terms with everything, but <laughs> I have to play it again and try to get the best ending, but. <laughs> Right. I think you would have. If, if you own a PS3, you could probably find it for a good bunch of price at the use, uh, like GameStop. Oh, uh, yeah. It's if cheap. Not, yeah. If not, pick up the PS4 version and give it a try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's only $30. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just purchase it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a good thing. Um, let's see. What questions do you have, like, for me, for from my perspective of not being. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, <laughs> did this have any more significance to you from not having a child? Or were you still feeling the same emotions as Ethan? Uh, I, I, I was more into the mystery, into the story. And when Sean got captured, I felt like, okay, I got to do whatever it takes to get him back. So I, I was for... I got tense and I felt the suspense and stuff, 
and but I was just yeah. like, I need to do this because I need to get my son back. I didn't do it for trophies. I didn't do it for to say that I got the best end and stuff. My thing was just like, I need to re- reunite Sean back with, his, with Ethan because he right. already he already dealt with guilt and depression. And if this helps him, you know, like him help him. If this helps him focus to fight through this to make sure that he doesn't re- do a repeat of his mistakes, then I, as the player, have to be the one to help him along to do it. No. And it seems like you accomplished your goal. <laughs> and, and I did. And, and that's why I said that, you know, I was so into the story and that this resonates me more than uh, the last one. I think because of, you know, if they... I feel like this. With The Last of Us, they shouldn't have shown, uh, they shouldn't have told the story in, in the article. Like, they shouldn't, they should have denied press any kind of preview or any kind of story. Just talked about how the progress of the game was going. They shouldn't have did none of that so that when people played it, they can see, okay, this is how the game is actually doing. I mean, it's yeah. hard to market a game like that. But if, but it didn't that intro didn't feel impactful as Heavy Rain. You know, I didn't read nothing about Heavy Rain. I just know that it was uh it was a title that I was actually looking forward to and people were kinda of decisive on it. But I was just like, I wanna play a game like this because A, I love mystery and I love thriller games. I mean Right. So this game was like up my alley. So when I popped it in and I just experienced the story for what it was I took a step back and was just like, that was amazing. That was amazing. That's something yeah. that I could talk about for years to come. Right, and it, that's the thing about Heavy Rain. It stands the test of time. Like, we're, when did it come out? Like, six years ago? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, obviously it still stands the test of time. And it's, I totally agree with you. It's something everybody should play because it's a pinnacle in storytelling. It can, whether you have children or not, it just tells a great story and what you need to do, wh- how to <laughs> go about what you would do if your children was lost. And like The Last of Us, it also didn't have as deep of a meaning, I don't think, because it was Joel and Ellie, and Ellie wasn't really his child, even though he took her as his child at the end. <laughs> yeah, in a way, she. Yeah. <laughs> I literally want to be like, you know what? I'm a backhand. Like, like, she didn't care. <laughs> and, and, and see, that was the problem. Like, the attitude, the attitude that she gives and that's accepted, you know, some parents just be like, okay, or some gamers are just like, I have to overlook that because that's how kids nowadays are. I'm like, no, you would get backhanded in the black community. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, Let them know who's boss. <laughs> exactly. So, and I'm, I'm not saying that The Last of Us, you know, is not a game that people should get, because I believe it's a game that you, you should get and play if you enjoy that, if you want to enjoy that kind of story and that kind of game. I just think that Heavy Rain dealt something because it built your relationship with Sean and Jason in the beginning. It didn't make it, it just didn't throw you a cutscene. You did an action, and then the game starts. No, you got 
hands on how close you were to those people. Yeah, and that's the great part, like you said at the beginning, it's setting it up so you actually have a connection when stuff goes down, and it does that wonderfully. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> since he didn't survive, I sort of, that's when I sort of shed a tear there because it's just like, man, <laughs> you know, I feel so bad for <laughs> what Ethan went through and he, but he had this closure to it. And yeah, for my kids, you know, like the same situation, if they're, if anything, like I, I got to spend my time with them. I need them to know that I love them and care for them. And I think that's the wonderful thing that this game does is it makes you appreciate your kids more, <laughs> understand where they're from and show them that love. You're never leaving my arms again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many games i want them to play but that's definitely one of the best ones i think that they should once they're the appropriate age <laughs> to experience so yeah i have a whole list of games that <laughs> okay bioshock um <laughs> Oh no! Oh yeah, that's that's on the list there. Um. Explain. Okay, let's. Okay. Today we're gonna put to the side because I play Bioshock and it's an okay game. I got the best ending. I saved all the girls and stuff. Um, right. Actually, this might actually play into Heavy Rain because you're once again saving children. Yeah, you're saying. It's all about the children. Right, and I didn't. I, you know, I, I, uh, I. I, I stopped the uh, the big ones. I forgot the, what their names are. The big, the big daddies. Yeah. I stopped them, but I comforted the kids, and I didn't take their power. Yeah. So um, I'm playing through that again, and I'm playing the bad way because I play the good. I always play the good way too. So now I'm playing through the remastered version, and <laughs> sucking their with that Eve out. <laughs> yeah, but I've already experienced the good. <laughs> Ugh, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It's sort of when it shows it, they're like trying, no, no, and then you're just whoosh, <laughs> taking it out, and you get the slug out of them, and then you're stealing their Eve. But um, yeah, it, I don't, I don't like playing bad like you, <laughs> just because you feel wrong about it. And I, Bioshock for me, it's more of a, the experience. Like I just think it's one of the best universes to play a game so that's why i would have i would want my kids to play it if they want to but but like you said heavy like you said heavy rain though probably from a story perspective is one of the best games and i don't know if you played until dawn which is um i love that game yeah, that's another in the similar vein of Heavy Rain. The story's not deep, of course, because it's like a B action or horror game. So it's not the same, but you make the same type of choices, and it goes on like people die, and you just keep playing if they do. 
So I think that you'd really like that as well. But as far as story goes, there's really nothing that compares to Heavy Rain, <laughs> especially having two kids. But it's weird because we both want the same thing. We want to do good and we want to save it. So we're on that right. same level. I think <laughs> that the impact is kind of, it, it varies because um, it would will, it will be more impactful for you because these are, you know, these are, this is a game do it, dealing with fictional kids, but you have physical real life kids. Who would want to play bad in the first place though? <laughs> and she, and she, Yeah. To think of a scenario like that happening, happening, and like we have parents that be like, you know, I can't find my child. Literally, the place is on lockdown, and that becomes our main priority. Right. You know. Oh yeah. Like, like, how, like to lose a child, whether it's through kidnapping, death, or anything like that, that's gotta kind of be oh, one of the hardest things to imagine and have to live stressful i mean it stressed me out when <laughs> that first scene in the mall when i was playing that i was like i, I can't <laughs> what would you do <laughs> i mean what could you do i just yell out jason <laughs> repeatedly just come back <laughs> did, you, did you ever play this game with your wife like has she seen this game no she hasn't but i don't i think she doesn't emotional things tend to bug her more than me <laughs> so i don't know how she yeah it'd be pretty deep <laughs> for her yeah Well, it's like like you when you went with the coping mechanism way of looking at it. It's the, I guess it could be also be used as like a <laughs> predetermining, like you know, being ready if something like this hopefully would never happen, but. <laughs> what would your emotions be and sort of get that feeling of man I need to do more for my kids you know or I need to change this you know show that like you said go to them and <laughs> hug them and <laughs> let them know that they're loved and I think it's great it's helping people <laughs> build up to that That's a good question. Since it's coming from a male perspective, like, will a woman be able to identify almost the same uh, issues and um, mentality and way of thinking? Like, would they be able to 
identify that and be like, well, because this male character was designed this way, most men in real life wouldn't have to go through this. <laughs> well, I, I can go get her and bring her down here and ask what she will <laughs> give her the synopsis and say, hey, what would you do? Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, it would be interesting to hear. I, I think she'd have the same general thing of I have to do whatever it takes to get my son back because she's going to be more deeply vested in our children. But I think she, hers is on like a, since they're born from her and they have that con- she has that connection that it, she dedicates everything. Like I go to work, I, you know, you know, get the money for the bills, but she's there with them all the time. And <laughs> there's just something deeper about that. I can't, we love them the same, but she understands them better. And they, uh, they gravitate towards her more because they're younger. So, Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, the, the last thing, because uh, I know you're probably just getting home from work because you want to spend time with your family. Or we played basketball earlier, so we're good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the last thing about Heavy Rain, um, if you were able to change anything about this game, uh, whether it was story or what would you change, and how would you feel if if that change was made? That's a good question, man. Because it hits on a lot of points about loss and you know hurting that the, it does such a good job of hitting on that. Like maybe some plot points. Um, I don't know, like who the origami killer is maybe they could have handled a little better but you know i think it's sort of great as it is you know i can't really think of anything else that they could do as far make adjustments maybe with some of the gameplay mechanics but other than that that the story's there for a purpose and that we're talking about this six years from now and there's still people (laughs) talking about this game is sort of tells you that it's perfect as is story-wise. What if the wife died and Heavy Rain became like a survival ghost? Ooh. <laughs> is that the next idea? Next thing? Bring, yeah. Bring, get, um, get that idea for Heavy Rain 2. <laughs> Alternate universe. <laughs> not mom yeah it's not mom so now the boys have (laughs) the boys have somehow trapped trapped the mom in something and and for some unknown reason don't know how they did it but let's just say demi uh, a demon uh 
somehow help them be able to place these traps. Now, Ethan has to go through these traps and trials to get his wife back. And it ends up resulting one or both of the kids die. Jeez. <laughs> so you're saying that the killer has both kids or... The killer are the kids. Oh. <laughs> Man, that's like Twilight Zone stuff there. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know because she's your first love, you know. And if my wife was in that situation, it'd have to be like <laughs> I'd have to go save her. <laughs> oh, wow! Okay. It's that's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said, does that now become more impactful, or does that change like kind of the whole dynamic of what? Yeah, that changes that. Well, that changes a lot of the dynamics <laughs> of what it could be. Because Ethan doesn't feel the guilt no more. He's not in the depression because he already found love. It's the kids now that are upset and dealing with the anger, and so to to win, they feel like they they're going to keep win their uh, keep their dad in the same place that you know that he'll never meet another woman that's as great as their mom. They have to do all this insane stuff in order <laughs> to keep him. Let's guess send your kids out. <laughs> Get them checked out. <laughs> You're going to the insane asylum. This isn't right. <laughs> like, what, what, how would you feel if you actually killed the kids? I, I, I don't, couldn't do that. <laughs> they did all of this stuff to almost kill the girl. Uh I, I I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh man! Like the kids, the kids are the antagonists, so you kind yeah. of have to kill. Them. Like, <laughs> do you have to kill them? You have to. You have to kill. You have to kill. Them, <laughs> you have to kill one of them. One of them has to die. Hmm. There's no quantifying that, man. <laughs> Love them both equally, but and then it's like, oh. Say, hey, I'll meet up with you again someday, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, this might feel a little bit uncomfortable because it's just like... Uh, it's just, you can't that. imagine kids doing that, but I guess there has to be some instance where this actually happened. Because <laughs> see, the thing about it is, like, this children versus teenage versus adults. Like, you probably would feel better if the kids were older, or this was the dog. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Well, still. <laughs> like a nine and a ten year old doing something, something insane like this. Uh, even though it's, it's fictional. Right. You feel like you wouldn't be able to, because I'll kill the kids. Both of them dead. They, they, they just, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, everybody who's listening to this. The kids are going to be the dead. kids are dead. Yeah, because you heard it here first. <laughs> right, because <laughs> you put me through a trial that you know that I have to not only injure myself, but I have to win my girlfriend back because you guys are jealous that you feel like the mom is being replaced. The mom is dead. There's nothing for me to do to bring her back. You guys have right. a problem. You know, you guys it is a problem. Like I said, I'd send them away. <laughs> you say, hey, 
send them to the the therapy sessions or whatever they <laughs> do. But well, yeah, it comes from the perspective of you have you don't have kids, but I have kids, so what? Ugh. It's taking your own child's. I guess you have to go back to um, what is it? Uh, Moses and I can't think of the where he has to sacrifice his child. Um, uh, Who was that? Not Moses. Isaac? No. Abraham? Abraham, yeah. Yeah. When he asked, when God's telling him, hey, do this, sacrifice your son to me. And he actually, you know, loves God enough that he would do it, but then it was just a trial just to say, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, we're not, I'm not actually going to kill your son. Here's a lamb. So I don't know. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I mean, it would have a deeper meaning to me if it had a religious connotation to it. Like, Ethan, I can relate to if my children was missing, but, you know, he's not necessarily, you don't know if he's a religious man or not. So if you put that instance into it, it you, you try to look at things a different way than what the game's funneling you down through. Instance. Or, like, satanic stuff. Like, he was forcing you to do, like, give up your religion or your love for God <laughs> with other things. Yeah. You need to come, yeah. You need to need to license these out, man. <laughs> get get Cage on the line. Say, hey, I got some good stories for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, like I, like you mentioned before, you go out and play it. Man. Like this discussion isn't enough. You just need to play it and see for yourself what deep meanings it has. And how important it is to video games in general. And do you have any thoughts on Any extra thoughts? Like personal thoughts? Yeah, well, I think after this talk, I'm going to go up and hug my kids deeply. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like like you said, it's just something to think about. And <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, thanks for the conversation. Yeah. I wanted out from this discussion to be like, 
how as a dad do you feel playing this game and like is it impactful or anything like that because um, it kind of went different places and stuff uh, but before yeah. we go um, plug away because you do a lot of stuff so <laughs> what's up okay well first of all you can find me I'm with Life of Gaming you can find us at, at Life of Gaming Pod on Twitter um, we have a Facebook thing you can follow. Check out our podcast of James and Chris. We have a really good time with that, as you can attest to. Um, <laughs> but I'm at minus the brand on Twitter, and that's my PSN name. So if you tell me where you're from, I'll I'll add you. And um, I write for We the Nerdy Now dot com. I don't know if you've ever been to that site. It's just a nerd culture site. It has like movies and video games and stuff. So. Um, I've shifted my focus over there more now, and um, yeah, that's about it for me. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I think I've heard of it, um, but I think they're just like they're kind of new to starting out. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's on the rise though. Um, every month they talk. Our leader talks about how it's doing and that you know getting more um game codes and articles and things we can review and stuff like that so it's pretty cool and how's the PSVR? <laughs> oh enlightening have you played <laughs> have you played it no i i i just mm. <laughs> don't have the space <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all. I think the best thing about it is just having other people experience it. That it's just neat seeing their face. Like I have my wife's parents come over and try it on. And I'll have my parents try it on and do like the deep sea thing and <laughs> the horror games. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do want to try Res. Oh man, that's great. That's that's one of the best games on there. That and Thumper, they're both rhythm games, but, oh, man, it's just, you're so immersed. Yeah, I heard Thumper was really good. Like, that's an uh, unexpected hit. Yeah, that one's really good, and Eagle Flight, um, that's a new game that came out. That it, You would think it'd make you dizzy because it's so fast, but it actually controls really well and is a lot of fun to play. Might be something that you didn't expect. It might be possible.
confident it might be negative, but I say stay to what you stand to be. And with that, yep. everybody, I am out. I, I want to thank you again, Josh. Thank you. For yes, thank you. Um, there is going to be a part two with another guest sometime down the road, so please do check it, check that out. But for right now, um, this is a, this is just an introduction. Uh, hopefully, I will have more discussion about games with dad and with mom, and um, be able to uh, dive deeper into a game. You dive deeper Love into it. Yep. <laughs> we need shows like this. Exactly. <laughs> everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Josh. I can't wait for the next episode of Life of Games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with that, everybody, we will see you later. Bye. Right. Bye.